on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Welcome to High Tide. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. And Shimano, tomorrow's tackle today. Scurrying down the riverbank, taking our positions on the bridge. Hoping for that red fin, one pound to put in Mama's fridge. Where the wobbler and the dragonfly knew us like they knew the river bend. But as sure as tins go rusty, this boyhood story had to end. Six minutes after four. Good morning, everybody. Welcome along to your Sunday edition of High Tide. Coming up a little bit later in the program, we're going to catch up with Laurie McAnally. PJ will be along. Uh, we'll check in with Salamander Bait and Tackle. And, of course, Paul Burt will round out the show today. Al McLashen is going to be on too. Looking forward to that. Tony Vidre, contrary to popular belief, contrary to popular belief, they did spray Alan... Kieran and I with WD-40. They did get the steel wool on us, but uh, we're still a bit tarnished. Always tarnished. <laughs> always tarnished. That's the fun way. There's always, always room for improvement. Always room for improvement. Good morning, Kieran. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. That could be dangerous. Well? Oh, I'm good. I had a lovely day on the harbour yesterday. It was just beautiful weather. It was spectacular. How was the clarity of the water? It's not bad. Not bad. A uh, little bit greenish. But that's to be expected uh, with nor'easters blowing. It's not that clear yeah. water in the wintertime, but it's much warmer. That's the main oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Well, in some areas up and down the coast, it's been up to 25 degrees inland. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Well, well that's the hot weather doing it for you. I know the kids, when yeah. they jump in the river at the moment, they're uh, quite happy because it's very warm. <laughs> that's good. Yes. Very good. Yeah. And good for the fishing. You got the tides? I have the tides this morning. Low tide at Port Denison will be at 4.45.41 of a metre. Then with a big high at 11.16 a.m. this morning, 2.01 of a metre. That's a two days in a row, the two-metre tide. A low tonight at 5.59.19. So you've got a 1.6 movement. And then a 1.82 movement in the tides. That's good. We are just waiting for the weather to be updated and we'll bring that to you. Now, we were chatting off air, Alan. You didn't have any rain in Sydney Harbour last night. The decks are wet. Not a great deal. I just see a couple of little puddles, but nothing much. It poured up at Pitwater. It absolutely teamed down at about 11.30 last night. Very heavy. Well, Uh, they probably need a bit of a wash up there. Time to go and bail out the dinghy. (laughs) Yes. I tell you where it's raining up at Cairns. That area is still still heavy still up there. Still bucketing down. I think we talked to Pete Sayer later on in the uh, this morning, aren't we? Yep, we have a chat to him. Great yeah, looks at his sheet. Yes, we talked to Peter Sayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always look forward Al, to that. When, when, I, when I spoke with him yesterday, Al, he said, "Yep, I've just got my head above water." So well, that's about right. Barely speak. Well, Cairns for the mm. last uh, twenty-one hours has had eighty-five mil again. So they've got plenty happening up there. So yeah, it's be interesting to see. And I think they're suffering badly up at Cairns and Port Douglas area because the tourists just aren't going. It's too wet. And well, Port- what about that that plane crash yesterday up there? 
No. They had a plane land on the beach, and the only way they could get to it and revive it was they had to bring in a big helicopter. Okay. And land the police because they couldn't get to them because of the uh, damage to all the roads. Okay. And uh, so the aftermath was is the uh, the Cessna plumped back up on the road. The helicopter picked it up and moved it up onto the road. Interesting. That's how you get pulled apart because if he's lifted, it's not going to be much good for yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was determined as a write-off. <laughs> well, that was like that, uh, that unfortunate aviation accident at Lizard Island uh, during the week where yes. uh, he took off and uh, had an inch, incident with the engine. So he came back, but he landed his 100 metres short. Thankfully, they all walked away. So that was very lucky. And then they have a problem of not understanding or not flying in the weather. No, no, no. That was nothing to do with weather. No, no, no. That, no. It must have been another another. Another one. Yeah, no. This crash. one, he had, he had, he'd had um, uh, an issue with the engine when he took off. All so right. that's why he turned around and went back. It was a turbine. It was a um, Grand Caravan Cessna. But uh, they're a turbine, not a piston engine. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, um, wasn't, I doubt if it was part of there at all, Kieran. I think it's a mechanical issue. I, I thought that there was an article I read during the week where uh, there was a plane accident where the two people lost their lives. Oh, no, it's a different one. This one at, at uh, Lizard Island, they all walked away. Yeah. Oh, the other one was that they hadn't flown in in uh, bad conditions or whatever and uh, they mostly weren't certified for IFR conditions, instrument flight conditions. That's exactly what it said. Yeah. Ask Clint Eastwood. A man's got to know his limitations. Man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happened. Too to, true. That's what happened to young Kennedy. They got killed oh, 20 odd years ago. Um, he was the same. VFR pilot into IFR. The, the stats say VFR pilot into IFR, your life expectancy is, I think, 173 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an uplifting that's, thought. That's sobering, isn't it? It's called don't do it. <laughs> well, didn't they in in World War Two? Didn't they call all the British pilots the twenty minute men or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> that was a tail gun, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were brave was, boys and girls. Yeah, oh, totally. That was that was a suicide yeah. mission straight away. And and World War One, I, I don't think was any any better, considering that just a couple of years before World War One, the entire world aviation industry consider, consisted of two guys with a bike shop. Yeah, but hang on, <laughs> at least in World War One, you crash and walk away. They weren't going fast enough to cause any problems. Ooh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> a lot of them, but ran into things and walked away. Yeah. But uh, as they get faster, it gets harder. But you, you listen to um, the, the, Bill Bryson wrote a great book on on all of that, and talking about you know, can you fly a plane? Yeah, okay, you can be the the, the the chief flight instructor, because <laughs> you know? there was just no one that could do it. It was such a good weapon, you know. Oh, sh- sure, it wasn't um, uh, diving charter boats. <laughs> oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Yes, Mister Riki. Yes, hard call, isn't it? Hey. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. Come back, and we'll do some on. We'll do some fishing reports for you. This is high tide.
Talking Sport in 2024. It's a very sad day for me and all of us. This is the last day of Talking Sport. Thank you, thank you very much for educating me and listeners. You're giving us so much joy and entertainment. You guys don't realise how much of a laugh you guys give us over the years. You guys do a great show and um, you keep me company on my drive home and I can't I think I speak for lots of listeners. I don't know anything too much about sport, but I just want to say to you guys, you've got the best show on the radio. So someone said, oh, you're off, and I went, oh, bugger. <laughs> It's been a tough three years for me, the hardest years of my life. But having that connection and listening to all the callers and talking to you guys on a regular basis just uh, reminds you who you are. Talking Sports returns in 2024. January 15th. Folks, look, I just want to thank you because you guys make the show and we really look forward to seeing you back for our 21st year and you've helped us make it to that 21st. A brilliant new year. And just remember that we're back. Talking Sports. For those high-rise and difficult-access painting jobs, Skyhook Painting is the answer. Instead of using costly and unsightly scaffolding, Skyhook's expert tradesmen will abseil down your building, preparing and painting the surface as they go. So if you've got a high-rise or difficult-access painting job, get in touch with Skyhook Painting. Go to skyhookpainting.com.au or phone 0449 849 Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian ride registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters? of Kensington. If your strata complex unit or your commercial building is in need of repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists with more than 70 years of combined industry experience. For waterproofing, concrete cancer repairs, facade or cladding replacement, structural repairs, upgrades to electrical and fire services and improving accessibility, you go to networkconstructionservices.com.au or you can phone Steve on 9808-5673. With a few simple clicks on the Finance Easy website, you can borrow a serious amount of money without even leaving home. They make Finance Easy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying couldn't be easier. Just visit the Finance Easy website, provide a few details, and they'll take care of the rest. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. Listen to 2SM online, 2SMSuperNetwork.com. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. You're listening to High Tide 17 minutes after four. I've got to admit, I was working on something in the background and... Haven't quite rang Brad Ekman. Oh, yet. Tony yeah. Vidro is right, was he? Actually? Yeah, we are rusty. We are rusty. <laughs> Tony's always right. You can Tony's just assume right. that. Oh, a report from uh, Port Macquarie, Jason Isaac, Ned Kelly's bait and tackle at 42 Gordon Street at Port Macquarie. You sit on the beaches again, there's uh, still that red weed present on most of the beaches. If you can find the clean water, there are tailor, whiting, and brim about. 
On the rocks, Taylor at Plummer and the odd very good Mullaway at Crescent Head. A few Ludderica Chellies. Uh, Flathead consistent on the estuaries. Upper reaches are hasting along with a few brim. Whiting and Flathead still consistent at Lake Cateye. At Offshore... Uh, the golden lures on last weekend. The fishing is a bit tough. A few striped, the odd blue and black, but not much in the numbers that they'd hoped. Jason Isaac, Ned Kelly's bait tackle, 42 Gordon Street at Port Macquarie. Let's go to Brad Ekman at uh, Renegade Blue Water Charters. Morning, Brad. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How'd you go yesterday? Yeah, not too bad. We caught a couple. We sort of um, added a little bit of a go on the um, just around the washes at and we caught a few uh, bonito and a few kingfish, a few undersized ones, but a couple of legal ones and a few tailor. And then um, we went bottom fishing and caught a couple of flatties and a few moeys and nanny guy and a couple of reddies. So it wasn't too bad for a tough day out. Oh, good. Yeah, it's all good, that's for sure. Yeah. So the weather's looking good today as well, so hopefully we can sort of do a repeat again there anyway. The Southerly's not going to bother you at all? Or? Oh, I don't, no, we'll be, yeah, I don't think it's going to get here until a bit later anyway. Okay. I, think we'll be, yeah, I don't think it's going to be too bad in the morning first thing anyway. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, hopefully anyway, we'll find out it's anyway. It's not going to puff much, it's just a few little showers with it. Yeah, yeah, it's all not too bad, that's for sure, yeah. Okay, yeah, much traffic good. out in the water yesterday? Yeah, there was a little bit out there, it was a glamour day out there yesterday, so... You know, that time of year in a nice day like that, there's always going to be a few people around, that's for sure. Yes. So the lake's sort of in the channel, sort of chaos. But outside, there were boats out there, but it wasn't, you know, nothing to worry about anyway, you know what I mean? So yep. it was all good. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's all good, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, so. Talking what, about the channel, ask them about the channel there. Uh, anything happening in that channel, Swansea Channel? Uh, there's a lot of whiting around fishing-wise at the moment and a few brimbos and a few flathead and um, down around the bridge on the western side there's still people fishing for Ludrick there, some of the old school people and um, they must be catching them otherwise they wouldn't be there. They've been there quite regular still. So, But yeah, no, the channel, they dredged it and it's all opened up and everything, so the main channel and then the Air Force Channel. I still go down the Air Force Channel, but um, where it joins onto the main channel starting to get a bit narrow and a bit shallow, so I don't know how much longer I'll use that for, but um, it's fine at the moment. you just got to know where to go there, I guess. But um, Tell me about it. Yachties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were a stack of them came out the other day, Alan. They were let out by Marine Rescue, a, a whole flotilla, I think's the word for them, wasn't there, Bradley? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they do a job up and down the channel all the time, escorting people in and out, they do. It's it's yeah. nerve-wracking. When you've got a deep, yeah. deep draft, yeah. it's nerve-wracking. You yeah, use a braille true. method, do you? Uh, I did on the way in. I will admit, we did go toof and and touch bottom, and I was like, <gasps> actually, you, you'll get an idea. Brad, you must be back me up on this. With a deeper draft boat, when you get to the shallower water, you'll find the boat will pull towards the shallow water, and it's a yeah, diff- but... difference in pressure underneath the boat as mm. the boat water gets shallower. So you'll find a boat wants this what they call sniff. The shallow yeah. water out, and it'll try and turn on you. You just got to be a bit careful with it. Yeah, this one, I, it sort of felt to me the way it sort of touched bottom was like you know you just got those little eddies in the 
in the water yeah. with a little mm-hmm. little hill, because we touched and you, we felt a touch and it just went, just kept momentum, yeah. just kept it going. Sand, yeah. yeah, it was like, <laughs> but oh, got the heart rate up, got the heart rate up. <laughs> yeah, I saw I, a, um, like a forty-seven foot cruiser the other day. Really. Use three postcodes outside of the um, <laughs> and you hit the bottom and stopped. And I'm like, whoa, that's sort of that's not a good move there. And then he sort of um, he's going into the tide, and then he just sort of uh, stopped obviously because he couldn't go any further. And then um, he sort of washed off a bit and sort of reversed off, and then um, made a left hander and sort of um, got into the main channel then and sort of um. Didn't have a problem. <laughs> Strange about that. But look, if if you do hit the bottom in sandy areas and things like that, the first thing you want to do is, as soon as you get a chance, is check the water strainers. Yeah. Because yeah. you've picked up sand and muck, and the same if it's an outboard or a stern drive, you're going to get uh, sand in your water system, your water pump systems, and uh, it can cause you grief. Don't you check them all the time? Strainers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I check them before and after every time I put the motor on. Okay. Why yeah. do you check them afterwards? <clears throat> Just because if there's something wrong, right, if there's something wrong, particularly I, I, I check the strainers uh, um, after I've been out because I check the oil, so it's a mechanical process, yeah. so I don't forget. And I always check the oil after I've been for a run. That way, if there's a problem, I know before it's time to switch the motor <laughs> on. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but it's just what I do. I just double check As long as you check, check it beforehand, that's the main thing. Yeah. yeah I reckon that's it. I was going to say it would be nice if check it later and then find out oh i forgot to put the plug in no well <laughs> I, got no oil when i when i left uh when i left swansea uh i checked the oil before I, well i checked the oil when i got into the mooring the night before then i checked it um and and the water levels and everything before we cranked up the motor because i cheated on the way out rather than running aground there was a a boat called renegade renegade blue water charters coming out through the bridge and i thought i'll follow that guy he knows what he's doing and, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe and um when, and I was running on motor for about um uh, two hours, and every hour I'd go down and just check the all just and the the water levels to make sure everything was okay, just to be safe good okay very nice that's very good yeah, yeah. anyway i I'd, I'd, I'd just check them every trip the strain is because there's a lot of um fine seaweed floating on the surface, you know what I mean, and you don't yeah. want to get that stuck no. You know, so you just got to keep an eye on things anyway. And a great one down in Pittwater is you'll start your motor up just to give it a, a bit of a run-up or heat up your hot water system, and all of a sudden you'll get temperature warnings because <laughs> a jellyfish has been sucked up into the water intake. Yeah, they shoot uh, them in the lake and around the ocean too. Yeah, Mike spits here. them out. Yeah, <laughs> mine doesn't, unfortunately. <laughs> I've got, I've got two-inch water pipes running everywhere. <laughs> It'd eat them, wouldn't it? It does. Well, the, the water strainer on mine holds about eight or ten litres. So the, the the key is, Brad, what we do is we hang off the back of Blakey's boat and collect the calamari on its way out. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work, that's for sure. Yes, yeah. it does. It's all good fun anyway. If people want to book with you, buddy, how do they go about it? Uh, just give us a buzz, 0437 389 097, or just flick us a message on the social media pages. Thanks for your time Thanks, this, Brad. this morning, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks very much, gentlemen. Have a good day. Right. Brad Eckman there from Renegade Blue Water Charters. We're going to take a break on the other side of this. We're going to head down the south coast. Oh, before we do, before we do, Alan, you didn't scream at me. Why should I have screamed at you? 
The forecast for Broken Bay to Port Hacking looks this way. Southerly, 15 to, uh, to 25 knots, tending southeasterly in the late afternoon. Seas around 1 metre, increasing to 1 to 1.5 during the afternoon. The swell will be easterly around 1 metre inshore, increasing to 1 to 1.5 offshore. Partly cloudy, 90% chance of a shower, and there are thunderstorms about as well. For enclosed waters, Sydney Harbour, Botany Bay and Pittwater, uh, not that dissimilar. Southerly, 15 to 20 knots, tending southeasterly in the late afternoon. Seas below 0.5. Forecast, very, very similar. We'll come back and head down the south coast right after I do this. Summer Nights has Sydney talking. So there's Donald Trump back in the news again, polarising person. He really is. He's streaks ahead in the polls, and yet there are so many people who dislike him with a, with a great intensity. 2SM has Sydney talking. Oh, what a day. We've had fires, we've had floods, and volcano eruption in Iceland. Well, it's going to go anyway. Iceland's probably a good spot. It's going to be cooler over there, isn't it? I suppose some people would say that's all our own fault. Summer Nights. Airbnb getting me... $15 million fine. I was actually victim to this. Wow. Potential for compensation. So I tell you what, I'm hanging out for my compensation if I can try and claw back some money. You know how it is. I do know. This is 2SN. Mid-North Coast had those massive floods and wiped out so many homes, especially around Lismore in that area. And I'm feeling very sorry for most of those people who are still not home. 2SN. Has Sydney talking. If building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kid Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell Steel Frame Homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone and Bushfire Flame Zone ratings. To find out how you can build your own home, the Powell Kid Homes way, you go to Powell, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au, or you can phone Powell on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump and they're customisable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com.au. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. Treat your taste buds with irresistible chocolates from the Byron Bay Chocolate Company. Oh, can I have one too? Yes, here's a moon macadamia. Mmm, thanks. Oh, yum. Australia's finest chocolate-coated fruit and nuts, locally sourced and imported from our perfect growing climate of the Byron Bay region and our beautiful hinterland. It's a little family company, big in chocolate, supplying the world. Can I have another? Here, chocolate macadamia. Look out for the Byron Bay Chocolate Company at quality independent outlets. This is 2SM Sydney. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 
It certainly is at 29 minutes after four. The forecast for the Illawarra area, similar to Sydney, southerly 15 to 20 knots, turning southeastly 20 to 30 knots in the afternoon, so up there a little bit. And the uh, seas will be 1 to 1.5, increasing uh, to 2.5 during the afternoon. Swell will be easterly around 1 metre inshore, increasing to 1 to 1.5 offshore, south of Point Perpendicular. 90% chance of rain. And, Alan, there are thunderstorms expected there as as well. Yeah, let's go up to down to Captain Roscoe. I am a point out had yesterday. Morning, Roscoe. That worried me. I thought you'd sent me to to the with Sundays or something, mate. Nothing wrong with being up there. It rains all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. Um, yeah, look, going on yesterday's report, it's about the same this morning. The, the guys are all gearing up with some. Uh, they're trying those plastic things for the snapper. I don't know what one it was, but. They were talking to me about on, uh, when I went down and seen them on the boat this morning. So it, it's um, it's one of those places where if you've got a little bit of local knowledge, you'll get fish. So my advice is if you're not sure where to go, just open your eyes and have a look around. Someone will be fishing, I guarantee it. The young fellas have been getting some stuff in the harbour um, and uh, they've told me they're not putting hooks through the ropes on the boat either, which is a good thing. And <laughs> yeah, it was my bugbear when I owned the boat up there. Anyway, um, the boys outside, definitely 60 fathom for the biggest. And the pig fish are rampant out there at the moment. Um, if we come in a bit to around 30, they're getting uh, the bigger flathead. They've moved off uh, 60 and moved into about 30. And they're getting good snapper there as well. The pig fish are there, but they're not in the numbers that they are out wider. I haven't heard of anyone on the fad. I haven't heard about dollies. The only dollies I've heard about, there were some at the old gantry up near Blake's Marine, Marina. Um, so nearly everything I said yesterday's about come true. So I'm expecting it the same today. Um, all I can say is use fresh bait. Hang on to your rod when you throw it in. Little stuff down the harbour yesterday. Cast his new rod in and it kept going. He forgot to hang on to the other end. Fair dinkum. A full little fella. I was so, felt so bad for him. Dad jumped in and got it for him. So. But uh, the look on his face, it was just despair, you know. Poor little bloke. I nearly said to him, gee, mate, you should be a, uh, a charter operator. You see, $100 ones for him. And $200 rods and reels fall in, mate. Yeah, so a bit of a chuckle amongst the boys. Um, I think that's about it, mate. Um, if I wanted a place to go at this moment to guarantee me flathead, I'd go Minamar, down to Jeringal, uh, and into the lake. If I wanted to get good snapper, I'd go out to 60 Fathom. If I wanted to get drummer and stuff like that along that line, I go down to Jeringong and work my way back up to Bohol. So uh, that's pretty good. I hope everyone enjoys their Sunday and uh, stay safe. And I'll talk to you next week, guys. Thanks, Roscoe. Great report. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Yes, there he is, bringing us up to date with what's happening down the south coast. We'll take a break, and on the other side of this, we're going to catch up with Bobby Dean. You're listening to High Tide. It's 27 minutes away from five. 2SM has Sydney talking. 
Wake Up with Richard King. In your opinion, big business with price gouging is responsible for the inflation we're experiencing at the moment, Kevin. If all those people were just a little bit less greedy, how much better off would we be? Then from 9am, the king of talkback radio, John Laws. I think you're an idiot. You're a stubborn fool. Right, okay. I just thought I'd give you something to think about. Okay, well, it has. It's uh, got me thinking about stubborn fools that make stupid statements, and you're one of them. Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. What he needs to do, though, I believe, as the Prime Minister, is own up and say, look, I can't deliver on this promise. Talking sports. Weekdays from three. Happy? I know, I'm just saying. We're not talking about a pup here. He's been around for donkeys. Talk tonight. With Gary Stewart. They've been screaming out for help here. State government's not listening. Neither is the local council. 2SM has Sydney talking. You'll see more of Australia in less time when you travel by plane with Outback by Air. Yet a fraction of the time it would take you by road, Outback by Air will fly you to destinations you'll never forget and you'll probably never see again. What you will cover in a week on Outback by Air, all-inclusive tour, would take you up to a month or more to do in a motor car. Check the packages and destinations available at outbackbyair.com.au or you can phone 1300-310-503. Nothing says Aussie summer like an ice-cold Bundaberg ginger beer. Coupled with backyard barbecues, sunshine and your mates. Bundaberg Ginger Beer is a true blue brew, a quintessential classic. Craft brewed over three days using real Aussie ginger and a traditional family recipe which has been perfected over four generations. Treat yourself this summer to the great Australian brew, Bundaberg Ginger Beer. Relax and unwind before you take off when you stay overnight at Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel. Located just a minute's walk to the terminal and a five-minute stroll to the beach, Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel is your perfect home away from home. Enjoy a sundowner and meal at Ridges Rooftop Bar with views along the Gold Coast beaches and the hinterland. Visit ridges.com or you can call... Zero seven five six one nine eight one nine eight. There's a conversation going on. It's a conversation that will never end. Radio Two SM is at the centre of it all, connecting you to what really matters, to the issues you care about, to the debate you want to be part of. This is Radio 2SM. 2SM has Sydney talking. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. And we are 24 minutes away. Good morning, from uh, 24 minutes away now from uh, the top of the hour at 5 o'clock. At 5 o'clock, we will update the news for you, Mr Blake. Well, let's go out to 938 Woodville Road near the Meccano set and have a talk to Mike Latimer at the Complete Angler. Morning, Mike. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we all? We're very good. What's happening out there? Oh, lots as always. It's still, I reckon, January, February, March are probably the best times to fish, actually. So, um, But it's been good. And I tell you what, it is the perfect excuse to escape this hot heat that we're getting um, this monsoon. It's just been lovely. So it's the perfect excuse to actually get back out on the water, actually. So 
Um, but yeah, lots happening. It's been really interesting. That Benito run has really hit Sydney, and and that's probably been the big change that we've had in the last week is that they've really moved down to the Sydney waters, which has been really nice. So gosh, the the guys that have been fishing the rocks have been doing really well around Sydney and and also south of Sydney now as well. Um, and they're a really good run of um, bonnies this year too. That like normally you get like a lot of smaller fish, but most of them have been averaging that two kilo mark. And and there's been quite a lot that have been three kilo, which are really good fun. So um, they're actually really underrated sport fish. They're good fun on light tackle. Um, they go pretty hard. They're they're just fun to catch. And they're actually not too bad to eat. Like they're not fantastic, but at least when you cook them, they they turn white. They're a white flesh tuna actually, um, and um, they're just good fun. So there's plenty of them around. Um, obviously, guys have been getting them on metal lures, and they've been getting them on hard body lures, and and and, cat, and the coconut rig, which has been dynamite. Um, but what probably one of the big points that I could probably you know tell the the, the guys out today is just if you are going to spin for them, just make sure you increase your speed because the guys that have been spinning the lures back really quick, and I mean really quick, that it gives you a cramp, have been doing the best, have been having the best results. So sometimes speed is the key. And if you're not into that type of stuff, just floating pilchards underneath um, just a, a bobby cork will work really well for them as well too. They're pretty aggressive. Um, and they're a good fun catch for the boat anglers too. It can sometimes save a day actually as you come back and troll along the rocks. Um, so you have to be a little bit careful, you know, doing this type of stuff. But put a couple of minnows out the back and just troll close around the rock ledges as close as you dare. Um, and you'll, you'll basically come across them. They'll, they'll generally be on a lot of the big, more prominent points where the current hits. Um, but, yeah, you'll find that they're a schooling fish too. So once you catch one, just keep working that area and you can get multiples. But sometimes, you know, the bonito can save a day, you know, from fishing. So uh, really good at the moment. So there's there's plenty of shore-based hotspots. As I said, they've really moved down in big numbers. Um, down south, it's been Coalcliffe, Whale Beach, like the ovens has been really good, Barranjoey, Maroubra, Cornell. There's been so many places. Um, and if you're into traveling a little bit, they've moved all the way down to Bass Point, Hill 60, and there's plenty up north as well too, like in Evoca and areas like that. So um, they're definitely around in big numbers this year. Um, the other one too is still the Kings are really impressive still, like in particular the harbour. The harbour's just so good. Um, and a lot of guys are, are getting them off the wharfs too. And, and it's something to think about too. We're so lucky that Sydney Harbour's got so many wharves that are accessible to anglers. And they're all in deep water. They have a lot of bait, um, uh, like literally hide underneath them. Some of them have a lot of current hitting them as well too. So they're just the perfect place to find kingfish. Um, and we're just so lucky that we've got plenty, particularly for the shore-based angler as well too. Um, obviously, out of a boat, it's so much easier. You can move all around the harbour. Um, but, yeah, the harbour wharves are fishing really well. A lot of smaller fish, that 60 to 70 centimetre size, but they're still them 80s and even up to 90 centimetre size getting caught. Um, but this time of year, you'd get lots of little ones. Um, and of course, if you're into your lures, you know, casting, you know, the stick baits have been working really well. Uh, again, little hard body minnows have been effective as well. Um, and as I mentioned before, if, you, if you're in the boat, I'd, I'd probably head up to Middle Harbour at the moment. That's been very consistent. It's been particularly up towards the back end of the bay. It's quite a deep system up in Middle Harbour and it's been holding a lot of bait and a lot of kingfish. So that's been really, really good and consistent. Um, botany's been the same as well. I was out on Tuesday, actually. It was a, it was a bit of a rough day. Um, but Tuesday, we got a, a stack of kings along the Colonel headland. So there's plenty around that area. A lot of small ones. 
Um, but again, around Molomox, uh, the Cairns, Watts Reef and Kernel. Um, and there's also a lot of activity going on in around that Watts Reef area. They're extending that, they're, they're building that wharf, which is pretty cool. Um, so there is a lot of extra boat traffic, but there's quite a lot of structure that they've got there as well too at the moment. So a lot of the kingfish are all, more importantly, a lot of baits being hanging underneath that. So, um, so keep that in mind if you're in that part of the bay. And the hacking's been good too, because it's been a little bit quieter in there as well. Um, we're starting to get more kingfish reports from in there. And again, they've pushed right up the back towards Yowie Bay and kind of Lily Pilly area around where all the boat moorings are. There's been a lot of activity up through there. Um, so that's been really cool. And, and still, there's plenty of bread and butter stuff. The flooded have been really good. Um, and there's lots of trevally around, particularly in the Parramatta. The Parramatta's had some impressive trevally getting caught out of there. And same as all the brim. Brim have been excellent in all the systems. Um, and again, still the Hawkesbury. It's like every week there's like a 15 kilo jewfish coming out of that system. It's is on fire at the moment. Um, it's been the best that I've ever seen it for a long time. So uh, if you want a big jewfish, I'd be definitely heading to Hawkesbury. Um, so it's been really good. Um, beaches have still been a little bit quiet. Just hasn't really clicked along the beaches. We've been getting reports, you know, like there's been a few whiting and brim, you know, particularly around Narrabeen and DY and some of them northern beaches up through there. Um, but it has been a little bit quiet. Um, and same as the Jewfish too, off the beaches too. I haven't heard that many reports off them. But if we do get a bit of rain, that might, that could change quite quickly, actually. Um, and on the offshore scene, it has been interesting. The currents have really slowed down. There's a bit of a slack water off Sydney at the moment, actually. It's really interesting what's happening there because we've had a few southerly swells um, that have kind of pushed the current around a little bit and it's kind of slowed things up a little bit. So the dollies have been real patchy. Um, they kind of came for a little bit and then they've just gone again. So um, it's really interesting what's happening out there. So, But surprisingly, a few marlin have still been getting caught off Sydney, which is really weird, but it has been very mixed um, mixed reports offshore. But the reef fishing has been very good still. So still getting plenty of good reports from just all the bottom species, snapper, trag, trag are just everywhere. Um, it's been really consistent and floodies as well. So it's been really good, the, the offshore scene, if you can get out there. Um, and the other thing, obviously, to, to th- keep a, uh, you know, to think about doing is obviously the bass fishing has been exceptional because we've been getting these really nice late afternoon thunderstorms. You can hear the cicadas, and that's always a good sign when you start hearing them in the afternoon. Um, they've been really good, man. And there's plenty of local spots you can fish them. We're really lucky around Liverpool, Nepean, um, and even Lane Cove as well too. There's a lot of little places there we can go and go for a quick fish after work. So. Yeah, plenty happening as always this time of year and, and probably get better over the next couple of months. So yeah, it sounds good to me. Yeah. I'd better be out in the boat than in the studio, actually, I think. hundred oh, percent. And as I said, it's a good excuse because it's a bit cooler on the water at the moment. So get out there and enjoy it while it while it's around. Mike, can I just well, ask now. you sorry, sorry, Alan. Yeah. You just, Mike, you mentioned right. with the, the lures are reeling them in at yeah. speed. How what mm. is speed? Okay, yeah, it's it, it is a really crucial thing, particularly for tuna. It's something that gets overlooked all the time. Um, yeah, speed is very crucial. The way the lure, how fast the lure moves through the water makes a big difference, particularly for tuna species because they're a very fast fish. Um, and so they tend to work really well. You often basically as fast as you can wind. Um, there's no such thing as going too fast for, for tuna in particular. So uh, at the moment, it has been that trend. They're on them small little bait fish, so and they're moving quite rapidly, quite fast through the water. So you, you're just matching the hatch. That's all you're doing. So, 
Yeah, speed's really crucial. Yeah, really crucial for little small tuna at the moment. Same as any of the tuna species, actually. Tuna, the elephant, the whole species. Um, speed plays a really important part. So, yeah, so just, as I said, if you're out there chasing them and you're not getting or you're getting follows and, and, and a fish isn't, you know, really kind of committing to the strike, try that speed system. Try to go a little bit quicker, and I think you'll find you'll get that result. So Jeez. it does change the day Mike, sometimes. Mike, do you like yeah. pull a jag and a rod as well as coming in very fast or just keep it a, a constant no. fast? No, no, just consistent speed. Yeah, okay. just fast. Yeah, sometimes yeah. if you pull it too, if you pull the rod, it can sometimes lift that lure out of the water, you know, too yeah. much, and it's maybe a little bit too erratic type of thing in that sense. So, yeah, I just find speed's just really crucial. So, okay. yeah, and that's a really important thing with your reels too. You want to make sure you're using high-speed reels, you know, that ratio. You hear about people talking about high-speed reels, what that means, and that means every time that reel turns, you turn the handle, that spool might turn around four, sometimes six times, you know. So um, it's really crucial to have the right gear for it as well, too, if you're going to start doing a lot of it. So, yeah. Sounds yeah. like I know you had 938 Budville Road. That's the one. Get the right gear. Yeah, exactly. Come on down. We're open seven days a week. Or if you're in the city, in the third floor in the Dumox building, you can come up and say hello. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Look forward to catching up with you next week. All right, guys. Yeah. See you. Well, he does a good job, doesn't he? Why don't we continue on with our fish reports? Mr. We can Blake. do that. Let's go to Bobby Dean. Good morning, Bobby. Morning, gentlemen. Yes, I did catch up with Michael yesterday on the phone. Yes. Been too long. He's off to Bealden for a week. That's right. He's going to have a bit of fun down south. Yeah, yeah. Should be good. Yeah, we won't get a live report. We'll get a written one from him next week. Yeah, yeah. Get him to email it to you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So. No, no, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting to see over a mate from Shooters Farm and Fish about that virus, EMO or whatever it is. Yes. Uh, saying that it affects it. Um, Macquarie Perch, yeah, well, it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of redfin in the Wallandilly system, which has its own basin strain of the Macquaries, both there and in Shoalhaven, up in the Pern. So that's a bit of a worry. Yes. Uh, same with, you know, down in Parrin, truck, truckloads of uh, redfin in there, but we just catch a few Macquaries down the Wee Jasper Arm. So, uh, you know, it's a bit of a worry to see what happens there, but at least now they're, they're, they're breeding them, so. Okay. But, uh, yeah, anyway, on the fish, fishing catching side, Lachlan... Quarry and those other lakes are fishing really well for natives, Yellow Valley and Cod, so that's good. Um, the Snowies, um, I haven't heard nothing of the streams down there. Um, uh, Gin mine, yeah, it's uh, still fishing pretty well, but you know, hard to get reports. Eugenbeans fishing well, Tentagra, no reports. But the lake level at Eucambine is 62%. Gindamine is 70 and uh, Tentagra is 20. So that's how that, uh, that bodes well. So, uh, you know, a bit, of, bit more rain down there won't, won't be a bad thing. Always rain is always good. Well, it depends how much. Yeah, know. that's true. You know, like, you've got this... <laughs> The Nina type effect still happening this year. Even though, you know, the ridges move instead of running from the Gulf down, they're running right across Australia. 
from set there. South southwestern Australia. But they're, they're getting more rain than they predicted, and they're blaming some uh, volcanic eruption two years ago for causing the problem now. Yeah, of Samoa. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't believe that personally. <laughs> it sounds good, but doesn't it? Oh, look, yeah, yeah. But, you know, every, that's why you know, you've got individuals, mate. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Oh, that's right. But, the, but they're the reporting government agency, and they would have known about that six months ago when they said there was La Nina coming in. So why didn't they do it then? It's only that they're not getting the the required uh, output or result that what they told everyone was going to happen. Yeah, well, we've still got extra hot water in the in the Coral Sea. Yeah. You know, and down the east coast here, um, which is, you know, it's a major evaporation. Yeah. Uh, it helps it, and... It's surprising. Yeah. A lot of our rain does come from the Coral Sea. Yeah, but a lot of people don't realise the barrier reef has a gas in it. It causes cloud uh, formation, apparently. Uh-huh. I was watching a really good special on we'll say ABC a few years ago, a couple of hours, and it was really interesting. Okay. So there's something decent on the ABC. That's good to hear. Ah, uh, they're documenting. <laughs> oh, sarcasm. <laughs> Documentaries and landline and, and then, oh, landline's um, good show. I like that. I like that when I watch it. Yeah, yeah and a good old Costa, mate. He's yeah. good for laugh. Yeah, he always reminds me of animal from the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I like the ABC and SBS have done a great job over the years, but I don't see their relevance now when there's that many different media outlets. Why you need to have a government-funded one? Have you watched the commercial ones? <laughs> we need all the help we can get on television. I can assure but how you. many hundreds of different channels can you can you watch at the one time? Yeah, well, you know, you know I flicked through the TV yesterday, and I got off down stations I never knew I had. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I watch all for adventure on Ten Bold or something. It finished, and I went flicking through, and I started watching another episode <laughs> on a completely different channel. Bugger <laughs> <laughs> if I know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm a YouTube I'm freak. I love my YouTube, so yeah. Yeah, well, but uh, yeah, look, there's, there's fish around, mate. You know, it's just a matter of getting out there, having a look at the radar. There's a bit of stuff forming off the coast. It comes in mainly a little bit north of Sydney. Yes, yeah, it is up around that Avalon area and the beaches. But then it hits over the mountains and starts to form a little bit, you know, like lighter showers, but uh, just not pushing inland, unfortunately. So, you know, it's, it's, it should be interesting to see. I mean, after you go, he's gone back up the mountains. So, whether he's gone to Oberon or not, I don't know. No. Okay. Well, Sydney, they're talking 4 to 15 millimetre showers increasing today, 28 degrees. Yeah, we've got a similar forecast out here at Lowell Park. Yeah. 3 to, 3 to 15, but, you know, you might get that 15 in half an hour. That's right. Yeah, it doesn't say how you're going to spread it out, no. No. So, give me half an hour, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Get it over and done with, yep. Okay. At least it doesn't rain here like it used to when I was in casino, mate. No. no. I've, seen, I've been in a casino several times, um, 100 plus mil in an hour. It was crazy. Yeah, it's it's amazing the rain they get up in that area. Oh, when it decides to rain, it, it, it does. They say yeah. when it rains, it pours. Yeah. 
and the house I had out there, the eaves were about a metre. <laughs> and um, I never had a support in them. No. So they sagged in the middle. It just corresponded with the back door and the front door. <laughs> That's par for course. <laughs> okay. Right in front of the steps, mate. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to duck out, even if it was raining a bit, you had to go out, hang a right, step across the garden. And go to the car. <laughs> it was it was out of control. Local knowledge. Oh. Okay, Bobby. All right, gentlemen. I'll Thanks for that. You next week. Okay. You're listening to High Tide, seven minutes away from five. We'll update the news at five o'clock. Kieran, a fish report from you, sir. Yeah, well, we'll be talking about uh, the Hawkesbury and there. The central coast around uh, Woi Woi has been very good. Good catches of brim, flathead and whiting coming from there. Uh, look at Patonga, Pearl Beach. There's been a few jewfish, flathead, brim and whiting caught there. Going up the river has been very good, all the way up to the bridges. And around Mooney Mooney, there's good results there. Even up as far as Al past Al, up to the Nepean, there's been a good run of bass up that way. A few trout caught here and there. As, but the boat traffic puts the fish down as well. Don't forget Barrow is a great little spot. In the pit water, well, on the western bank there has been very good run of flounder, flathead, whiting, brim. They're all being caught there. Um, well, uh, what was I going to say? Probably Avalon and Newport, just near the Newport Arms, has produced some good catches as well. In the lake has been excellent. That's where I'd go if I had a family. I'd fish there for brim, whiting, flooded, few jewfish, the caravan park, the oval, down there in the non-Australian places, the channel in front of Woolworths. That's all good. And the northern beaches has been producing a good run of whiting, brim, flooded, few jewfish, salmon and tailor. So that's all good from that area. And uh, all the way back up past your place, Al. Sounds good to me. But don't yeah. tell everyone there's fish at my place, will you, please? <laughs> no, no. And, uh, of course, you're going to... What, what about the traffic? You, you've been at home to see how much traffic yeah, on the Yeah, it's not that bad. A lot of jet skis. A lot of jet skis. Um, fishing jet skis or playing jet skis? No, nah, playing jet skis. Playing jet skis. Yeah, they're not fishing up a horseshoe like that. They, they how come fishing... you don't sell them, Al? How come you don't sell jet skis? We used to, but the fishermen and the jet skiers don't get on. And I think you've got to make Correct. a decision which way you want to be. And we decided fishing is much better than jet skiing. Okay, so now, now I want to say that Blake's Marine, what you spoke about being out in the harbour yesterday, I think the champagne boat would be an ideal way to go. Chicken and champagne boat for the girls. That's They love it. That's what they like. Bring us in, see that front neck swimming costume? Glass of bubbles. And a, a chicken leg, and uh, life's good. You agree with that, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. Oh, no, but it's, the girls like to get out and relax. They work yeah. very hard when they're at home all the time, so it's nice mm. to give them a chance to get out and relax. I think we all like to get out there and, and relax. It's a bit different on a, a sailboat because they, they're more a working boat. No. I, what do you mean, no? No, you don't have to work that hard. <laughs> you should see the look I get when I say... We need to tack. Do you mind moving to the other side? I'd love to tell you what she says, but we are on radio. Why does she need to move? Because I've got to pull ropes. Lines, 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 lines. Fell into the trap. Fell yeah. into the trap. Should get a, should get a cat self-tacking 
jib and oh, all that sort of it, stuff. It, it, the most purest person I know yesterday had the conversation with me about electronic winches. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I want to build up mu- I need all the muscle I can get, brother. I need all the muscle I can get. Uh, electric winches are the way to go. Electric winches <laughs> are the way to go. <laughs> Coming up in the next hour of the show, we're going to catch up with Laurie McAnally. Looking forward to that. PJ will be along as well, and we'll touch base with a Salamander Bait and Tackle. We need to get a tip from uh, Alan Blake, a technical tip. Alan's technical tips will do that in the next hour of the program too. But right now, it's news time here on High Tide. Stick around.